Hello again, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Albarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Good morning, Ali. Nice to be with you. Nice to be with you too, Dwayne. Another great Monday. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to picking up where we left off with the uh, the daily grind and sharing some of our daily grind experiences with uh, with other school owners so that they know that they're not in the in the trenches alone. I want to remind everybody that uh, this is the second call, so there there is a uh, a first one, obviously, since this is the second one. So you can go to schoolownertalk.com to listen to that first one. You don't have to listen to the first one in order to uh, pick up on today's, but there might be obviously some references. Or, hey, your problem might be in that first call, so I don't want you to to miss it. Right. So, Allie, I know that, uh, you know, last week we – uh, you know, threw some things out and talked about them, but I know that there's some other things that have happened in your life recently uh, with your school oh, yeah. that we wanted I mean, to talk about. So, yeah, and there's, isn't it always something? I mean, and, and not negative. Uh, you know, listen, life life is sometimes funny. You know, like you know, there are sometimes where I go for you know weeks and months without a stress. You know. Um, well, you know what? Let me. I have to rephrase that. I probably don't go for, for days without a stress. But um, stresses that I deal with on a regular basis, like, for example, my tolerance level has gotten to a certain point where what most people would want to, um, you know, close up shop and and go sell puka bead necklaces, uh, you know, on some island somewhere, to me is my my daily occurrence, like what I've learned to over the years deal with and, and tolerate and push past and improve because of. And that's a big key, um, you know, push past and improve. Uh, rather than just take the situation and let it kind of beat me over the head until it's done beating me over the head and then just keep going. Um, try to find a way to make sure that it doesn't happen again or, or fix the hole in the bucket, so to speak. Yeah, and I think that's all about perspective. And that's where, you know, you look to solve the problem and not complain about it. And it's not to say that you – you know, like in the past for both of us, and it's not to say that we both haven't talked about difficulties, but I don't think we've really complained about them. I don't feel like I've complained to you, and I know that, uh, you know, I don't feel like you've complained to me at all, but we've, right. we've, we've thrown these things back and forth to one another going, man, this is what this, this just happened. Can you believe it? Um, but yeah. then we said, you know, this is what we what we did to solve the problem, or We've asked each other, you know, hey, what do you think about this problem, you know, and, and, and have helped each other solve the problem. So I think it's all about perspective on how yeah. you choose to see those difficult situations, whether you, they're immovable mountains or, or, or it is an immo- or you know it's an immovable mountain, so how are you going to get over it or around it or underneath it or through it? <laughs> Right, you know, and it's interesting too. It isn't, and I want—I'll say—isn't verbiage really what what the reality of things are? So, in other words, for example, what you say and how your brain reacts to certain words are how you handled the situation. So, for example, I had a program manager of mine. She said, "Oh my God, it's a." We, I said, "How was the day?" And she said, "Oh my God, it was hectic today." And I said, "Oh no, 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 it wasn't hectic. It was busy." And she's like, "What's the difference?" I go, "Well, because busy." is a good thing. You want to be busy. You want a lot of people there. But hectic is a bad thing. It's crazy. It's uncontrolled chaos. You don't have a handle on what's going on. It becomes an issue when things are hectic. Just like when one of my buddies, and I've mentioned this on a call in the past, he owns a $50 million or a $500 million, I forget what it is, but it's in the you know, $50 million plus shipping company. 
And um, he is, uh, you know, he gets people and they come to him and he says, we have a problem. And he says, go outside my office and rephrase that. And then they come back in and they say, we have a situation. And he's like, okay, what's the situation? We never have a problem because we're going to come up with a solution. But if we have a, you know, because it's a situation. But if we have a problem, that's bad, you know. And it's really all about how we start to think of our verbiage and what's going on in our lives. And um, you know, that happens. I mean, I had an employee issue this weekend where um, one of my employees, my program manager, had an argument with the head instructor, and now they're at odds, and the, the program manager got upset and left and was angry and quit, and but then rebuttaled and said, hey, you know, let's talk. So I have to go in today and have a meeting and before my staff meeting to try to figure out whether it's worth salvaging or is it worth terminating because if that person can't get over the way they think, I'm going to have an, a problem with them, you know, and that is a true problem because I'm going to probably have to let them go. Right. If that makes sense. So, I mean, yeah, we go through this all the time. I mean, on a daily basis, you know, we deal with situations where a parent may be unhappy or a person didn't get their belt on time or they may think that our school is one way when it's the other, and it's really all about how we handle things. Well, and and it's uh, not only – well, you're right. It's how you handle things, but it's also how you um, – the, the verbiage that you use with that or those individuals as well. I mean, I, I, I had a – what was it? A couple of weeks ago, I, I sat down with a parent who was a little perturbed um, with one of my instructors and how he had talked to their child. And right. Um, he basically had talked to them a little disgusted. You know, he was disgusted with the progress of, of, of this. And I say child, this person is like 14 years old. Right. Well, the, the, you know, the backstory is that this kid has been sick for a couple of weeks, hasn't been in the studio, not caught up on their information. That's why they're doing this private lesson. Well, my instructor didn't know that they had been sick. Um, and, you know, that's the reason that they didn't have the material down, although I will say in my instructor's defense that this person is always behind. <laughs> so, you know, therefore right. they were just they were just thinking that it was the same old thing, you know. Right. Uh, and so he got a little stern with with him, and which right. to me is, is fine, but right. uh, the parent didn't see it that way. So when I sat down with the parent, I had to listen to what they had to say, and I said, you know, I'm sorry. Um, and, and, you know, the, the parent did say maybe the instructor didn't know. And I said, well, that's probably the case. I said, but I will talk with them and make sure that they, you know, what they were thinking, why they were thinking it. And if it is incorrect thinking, I definitely will straighten that out. And so, you right. know, I talked with the uh, instructor and sure enough, that's basically what it was. And, and then I, I even went a little bit further and I said, you know, not that I want you to change if you're disgusted with them. I said, you need to let them know that they need to practice their material. You just have to watch your tone of voice because you can okay. say the same thing. You know what I mean? You can say the same thing. You know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that you don't know your material as opposed to saying, you know, uh, you could probably just say the same thing with a different tone and, 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 and they wouldn't receive it as well. Uh, so, you, you, you know, basically I was saying you, you got to be careful on how you are delivering it to that individual. And so, you know, which was great learning experience. Um, but it's not something that can automatically be, <clears throat> you know, scripted sometimes, meaning that, yeah, have I talked to my instructors on how they deliver uh, messages to our student body? Certainly, but this was one that just happened. So obviously we got an opportunity to talk about it in staff meetings too and just say, hey, look, this is, this is what went on. 
we've got to be careful that, you know, we, what we say, how we say it, because not all the time do we all know the whole backstory. I said, you know, right. there are things, there are things with other, there, there, there's things with students in here. You guys have no idea about their history that their parents have talked to me about. And if I felt like it was something you needed to know, I would tell you, but unless I do, you don't need to know it. And, but you have to always come from the angle that, uh, that you, there might be some things about that individual going on in their life or whatever that you don't know. I mean, heck, it could have been a death in the family for all you know. Exactly. You know I told him about. What's that? No, I was, was going to say, say that. I, 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 never know. I, yeah, I said, uh, I, I, I gave him like a for instance. I said, I remember, I remember the, 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 the evening that my dad died. I was 15 years old when my dad died. I remember, um, because my mom wouldn't let me go up to the hospital and visit him, and she regrets that now. But uh, I remember it was 9 o'clock at night, and I, I thought about uh, sneaking out of the house and, you know, walking up to the hospital, which was probably, I don't know, half a mile away. Uh, right. And, and to come to find out that night, my dad died at 9 o'clock. Right. Which was, like, really weird. But anyways, the next morning, uh, I was on the swim team. So the next morning I wake up. My mom and, and my dad's sister were there, and, and uh, they, you know, told me that my dad had died. And, and um, you know, I had got up to go to swim practice because you do two-a-days. And I still went to swim practice, but I went to swim practice. And, of course, I wasn't in it, and I'm swimming just – I'm in my own world. And my, my um, uh, swim coach was yelling at me. And right. I, I didn't say anything to him. I just dove in the water and just kept swimming. And then finally one of my friends was – because he turned to my friend, he goes, what's the matter with Dwayne? And he goes, his dad died last night. And right. this guy's name is Jeff. And he says, no, no, really, really. What, what's the matter with Dwayne? He goes, his dad died last night. He goes, what yeah. are you doing here? He goes, I don't know. He goes, he, he said he wanted to come. Right. You know, so, I, you know, I told that story because there, there's just, there's sometimes there's things in the, the, the backstory that uh, we right. as instructors don't know. And we have to be careful on how we're delivering those things. Even when we're listening and talking to the parents, you don't know all the, all the hurts that these parents have had in the past. Maybe their kids been bullied all along by other people and, and, or, or treated badly by other individuals. And, and uh, you know, you've got to be careful because, you know, they're just trying to stand up for their kids. So you've got to watch the responses and, and things that they give you too. So I'm sorry I've taken a lot of the conversation. But no, 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 no. And so the- what you had said that we, they, they're just trying to stand up for their kids, and I want to add on to that sentence the best they know how, right? So, so um, you know, it's like, uh, you know, when I do my black belt test, and at the end of the test, we do bare-knuckle fighting, right? And I always warn the parents ahead of time. It's going to be brutal looking, but at the same time, and it's going to be scary. And, yes, there's a chance that someone might get hurt, but most of the time that never happens. And I'm very careful to know how long I've been doing this for 25 years, how far I can push an individual. And, by, and, and after 25 years, I think I've only had one injury where a person punched someone, hit their elbow, and broke their knuckle. Other than that, we've been okay. So I warn the parents, though. I go, you're going to want to, mom and dad, jump in there and protect, protect like a lion protecting their cubs. Um, or a lioness protecting her cubs, you know, and I said, but at the same time, just understand that we're doing this for them. We're pushing them in a certain way so that they could then protect themselves and deal with situations on their own without it being an issue. And by the way, I, I have an issue with my going back to what you were saying about people's past. 
um, my my one of my newest program managers. She told me she had you know she told me about her upbringing. I mean she had a terrible upbringing. She was you know basically raised herself since she was 12. You know in and out of you know different homes and lived on her own in the woods for a period of time because she had nowhere to stay. And I mean now she's a mom with a home and she's really elevated herself. But but these experiences of not having trust and all that, I could see them in her characteristics. Like if someone says something, she immediately perceives it as negative. Like I, that means I, I did something wrong. I'm like, no, if I correct you on the way the system is done, it's not about you being wrong and me being right. It's about just fixing the system. It's just making sure that the system is done properly. But there's no intention of making you feel bad. She, she has a sign of fail, feels a sign of failure as if she didn't do right or she made a mistake or she was, you know, uh, um, put down because she feels if she fails, I, and I'm sure this has happened in her past, that's what happened. So, right. again, I hate to say it, but we are sounding a little bit like counselors, but I'm, glad, I'm hoping that <laughs> the, the school owners out there are listening, knowing that, Listen, you know, the martial arts is, is not, you know, um, the easiest business to run. It's not one of those businesses where you just come in and you make a cup of coffee and the people buy your coffee and they come back if the coffee is made the same every day. I mean, they're going to change. And your relationship, the dynamics of the relationship you have with that parent and that child or that student is going to also change. You know, as they become more confident, maybe they were shy. Now they get to speak up for themselves. We're teaching them to speak up for themselves. And now they speak up for themselves to us, like, why do I have to do this? You know, you don't talk to me like that. You know, meanwhile, though, I've taught them to stand up for themselves. So we we have to teach them boundaries. Now, I was telling my students the other day, I'm like, there's a, there's a very fine line between being a goof and joking around or being a wise guy and saying something funny. And that's going to be a hard thing at young kids. I have this one kid. He has the best intentions. I love him. His name is Sal. Um, he always puts his foot in his mouth. He's just a 12-year-old kid trying to find his way, trying to find a way to be funny, trying to find a way to speak up, and he inevitably always is like, oh, crap, I said something wrong again. You know, and I'm like, don't worry, you'll learn. You'll get it. You'll, you'll learn how not to put your foot in your mouth eventually. You know, and he's so, but he's only 12. You know, what do you expect? Right, and that's the, I mean, that's where you decide to give him some grace. I mean, that's where you're like, you know what, and, and part of that is, I'm sure, the years that you've done this, you're able to recognize that because had this, had this been, you know, 24 years ago or 25 years ago when you first started your school, you wouldn't oh, have yeah. put up with that at all. I mean, you would have shut him down and not, <laughs> he wouldn't have been able to talk at all in class. No, or maybe kick the crap out of him. Who knows? I mean, like my mindset was totally different and it's interesting. I'm sure you've done this, Dwayne, and, and you probably do this with your own writing and your books as well. Like I, I remember reading this one book called, um, let me think of what it is, the, uh, not The Art of Killing. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll think of it real quick, but it's written by Forrest Morgan and it, Oh, Living the Martial Way. If you haven't read it, Everybody out there as a school owner who's interested in martial arts, not in running a school because it has nothing to do with business. It's all about traditional martial arts, but just how you're supposed to act according to the protocol of martial arts. And I've read, uh, written and, uh, you know, books that have had the same process. And I've, I've, I read this book, you know, when I was younger, and then I read it three years, four years later, and I, I looked at it from a totally different perspective. And then five years later... And I understood it like six or seven different times that I've read this book at a totally different level. 
where it's almost as if I would say, like, you know, when parents say, don't worry, when you get older, you understand what it's like, and you're like, yeah, right, mom, and then, you know, you become a dad, and you're like, oh, my God, I understand, you know, and you realize, <laughs> you know, so the book was great, Living the Martial Way by Forrest Morgan, and um, it was just a great book, and it's understanding protocol and understanding why we do things, but sometimes it's a really kind of, it's like you're walking on thin ice, and until you really understand and, 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 you know, get the concepts. And then eventually once you do, you're probably going to become a teacher because then you're already that knowledgeable. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. an interesting thing. But anyway, telling the, the listeners out there, the school owners that are out there, you know, listen, running a school, you know, it, it, this is why I have, you know, three or four different groups of friends. You're, you're one of them, Dwayne, that I meet with. You and I live in separate states, uh, but we meet three days a week and chat. And, you know, listen, how's your day? How's my day? You know, what what on with you? You know, we, we vent, you know, sometimes more maybe me than you. Um, and uh, I tell you about what went on in my life and struggles I've had. And, and it's just good to have someone who gets it listening to you rather than someone who doesn't understand and just kind of sympathizing when they don't really know because they've never actually gone through it. Well, and I will add on to that. Not only gets it, um, but – is is supportive through it with regards to trying to help you uh, find a solution if you want help or just being right. a listener um, when you need someone to listen. And there's there's a there's a fine line for that too because sometimes when you're saying things to people, um, you're not looking for an answer. You're just looking to get it off your chest. And then there's other times that you do want an answer. So you know, having a good friend, a good a good uh, even a good mentor. Um, that is able to do that is, is, is very important because there, there, there are, you know, I know you call it, um, you know, being in the blender, but it is the daily grind of our, of our existence within, within the martial arts um, industry, if you will, that, you know, it is, we are, we're teacher, we're preacher, we're um, social worker. I mean, you know, we're business person, we're marketer. I mean, there's just so many different hats that right. we have to wear, and, and, and the more complex our society gets with technology and other things, the more hats we do have to wear to a certain degree. We don't have to be experts in every single one of those areas, but we do have to have a working knowledge in them so we can, you know, obviously either uh, get the, the, the website company like yours to do our website or to get, you know, like I have a bookkeeper that does my books and, you know, I, do I know how to do the books? Yeah. Do I like it? Absolutely not. Am I, am I that good at it? No, I, I'm, I'm not. And I would rather have somebody else that actually likes to do that and pay her to do it right. on, a daily, on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis than myself because it's going to save me a lot more time to be able to focus in on the, the things that I do really good at. Um, and, and you would think maybe counting the money might be fun, but uh, sometimes it's depressing because you feel like there's more money going out than there is coming in, even though that's yeah. not the truth, but just, you know, and that's the mindset where you like, I don't know about you, but summertime, summertime, there's a, there's a different mindset for me. Um, I know that my enrollment is still up because I can see the numbers, but see, because I have day classes, I have about a third of my population come to the day and only two thirds at night. So when I'm there in school at night, I'm like, man, this is dead. You right. Know, rather than rather than having, you know, almost 300 students there at night, you only have 200 and you're like, oh, this is slow, you know, and you start freaking out a little bit, even though, you know, it's not true. And you, you right. got, I don't know about I don't know about you, but I actually have to, like, talk to myself sometimes like that. Yeah. 
Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, and they're all little pet peeves of things that bother us, probably one differently than the next, you know, and that, that to me has always used to scare me. Like, um, you know, I used to be a numbers man, like when, and what I mean by that is like I'd always go like, how many students are we up to? What's our enrollment? Oh, we lost 10, we gained five, we're down five, you know, and, and that used to drive me nuts, right? So I started to learn to look at it slightly different. Um, where I started looking at the financials because I realized that the financials are the real important thing. If we lose a few students here, we're not going out of business. We still have time to grow, get more people in, you know, market more. So I started looking at my financials, and when my financials would get, would get low, that's when I would be concerned, right? So now I started to shift my mindset from not, be a, not being a student generation machine but be, a, being a cash generation machine, and, and I mean that, of course, and you and I always do this, and I don't know why I'm going to do it right I know. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. I go, it's not about the money. It's about martial arts. We're not a McDojo. But, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm putting dollar signs on every person. But when I look at my overall gross and I go, okay, you know what? We had a low, lower tuition month, but we killed it in. Like my retail for this month of, of, uh, of uh, March, is, and it's, we're only halfway through, my retail is around $5,200 in retail. Um, and that's pretty darn good for a half a month, right? I don't even know right. what today's date is, right? So we're just like less than the halfway point. Um, anyway, so, we're, so I'm like, wow, we're having a good month because we're also getting new enrollments. We just did a big Girl Scout event yesterday where I had 175 or 180 Girl Scouts through the door over the period of like four, um, four classes, you know, and they all came in for a self-defense class. Well, we signed up 25 people on a two-week trial membership with a uniform. So that's going to be killer. I mean, even if I sign up half of them, I'll be super happy. You know, that'll bring another, you know, if, if each one of them, um, you know, signs up, we're going to end up having a lot of students come through the door that month. Right? Yep. So, so, I mean, anyway, it's really all about what we look at, what our perspective is, and what we put our words on, you know, and what, you know, what is it? Is it a problem? Is it a situation? Is it a slow month? Or is it, you know, a good month? You know, <laughs> you know like, what are we going to say to ourselves when we talk? Right? What are we telling ourselves? When we look in the mirror, I look really fat. Or, or I used to be in better shape, but I'm not in as good shape as I am now, but I'm on my way getting in, getting in better shape. Right? You know, like, so it all depends on what we say about our company, about our lives, about our interactions with people. Right? Well, and, yeah, and think about this. Uh, and I know this isn't about branding or anything else, but um, our, and uh, forgive me for bringing this person up, but, you know, Hitler even said that if he owned, you know, the language, then he owns the people. Um, right. and, and, I, and, and, and it's important that we understand that because even in your own mindset, um, if, you know, if, it's, if you're looking at things that are making you anxious and, and you're not being able to uh, handle or you're having a tough time handling the daily grind, if you will, uh, right. maybe part of it is – the the language that you're using to describe those type of things. I mean, that's why uh, people come up with slogans for their business or even, you know, uh, you think about this election cycle, you know, they come up with these uh, slogans for their campaigns because they want them to bring some sort of umbrella of thought uh, right. to make the individuals feel that certain way. Um, yeah. So it's important for us to do the same thing with regards to the things that make us anxious in our business is, like you said, you were looking at, oh, we lost 10 and we only gained five. Oh, crap. Right. 
um, and you changed your perspective by looking at a different part of the business, which is actually the business. I mean, you right. have to watch those numbers. You have to watch the ins and outs. Um, but I've had months where, you know, I've lost more students and, and gained less students. Um, right. And, and more money. And actually, and had more money. Right. Right. And so, yeah, I did. I switched to looking at the financials, too, because it, 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 it doesn't tell the whole story. Um, you know, if you're yeah. looking at those other pieces. Yeah, and you know what's interesting, too, um, you know, that I have to tell, tell everybody out there that they, uh, that are listening, I mean, listening, not hearing, but listening, and or hearing and listening, or listening and hearing, you know, really sinking in and going into your brain, um, that, uh, you know, for me, I had to retrain myself. Like, I had to really, you know, it wasn't like something that happened overnight, you know, because I was always forced back to the numbers, you know, because that was my upbringing. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I was used to. And Well, um, that's what everybody was saying. Everybody would always ask you, wait, yeah, how many students do you have? Right. I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> like, I had a guy once, and I said to him, I met him in, in, um, in Ireland, and he, people are going to think when I first say this, you know, oh, my God, how incredible. I met him. He had, like, these little um, clubs in all the different YMCAs all throughout Ireland, 3,000 students, and I'm like, oh, my God, 3,000 students? I'm like, well, what is your gross? Well, he's like, oh, well, we only charge 25 bucks a month. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, that's a lot of work for 3,000 students, right? So I was like, holy mackerel, really? What, you know, so, I mean, I would have rather had, you know, uh, you know uh, 500 at the right price. So, but it was really all about, you know, numbers. Everyone always looking at numbers, volume. And then I think a portion of that, has to do with our desire to change the world and help people, right? So the more students we have, the more people we're helping. I get that point. But sometimes the more people we have and the less equality we have, the less people we're helping too. So this also is that shift in dynamics and perspective and personality, right? So it's really all about what, what, what we're really looking to accomplish. And sometimes we have to look back and do that. And anyway, being in the grind every day, dealing with employees and dealing with issues and dealing with staff members and dealing with parents. It's not the easiest thing, but there are a lot of secrets or, you know, concepts or systems that you could use to kind of push past that. And I don't know if, yeah. um, if maybe we could, <laughs> there's another great call. Um, we're doing these kind of like short bursts of calls, you know, uh, for this topic um, so that people are hearing it in these little short bursts rather than having to listen to an hour or something like that. But I don't know if you think, is there anything else you'd like to add? And then maybe we'll close up the call and I think maybe do one more call on this topic about being in the grind and then just talk about that specifically, the grind itself or what it is. Yep. No, I think that's perfect. So I just want to remind everybody that, uh, <clears throat> you know, you can uh, subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and even your Android device. You can find that information at schoolownertalk.com. Uh, share this call and others, any other calls uh, with any, any, you know, anybody else. Leave comments uh, or even questions or subjects that you would like us to, to cover that you're interested in, too. Be happy to do that as well. Just go to schoolownertalk.com, and you can click on the Contact Us page to be able to submit those things as well. Allie, um, I look forward to our next call uh, about the daily grind. So everybody, we'll talk to you guys next time.